Week 7, Day 2, the Hallel Psalms. Hi, I'm Pauline Larcina, and I'm the preschool director here at Three Crosses Church. Today, we're going to start off with Psalm 115, 2 to 8. Why do the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk. Nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all those who trust in them. Yesterday, Max challenged us to think about journeys. Up to this point, we have seen a variety of different journeys consisting of high moments and low moments. Life is truly like a journey. Yet when we return to the law of the Lord, when we delight in it, and when we meditate on it day and night, we are called to remember how God has definitely moved in one of Israel's most prominent journeys. Today, we dive into a section of the Psalms known as the Halal Psalms, also known as the Egyptian Halal. The Halal Psalms stretches from Psalm 113 to 118 and was sung during Jewish religious festivals. In particular, Psalms 113 to 114 would be sung at the Passover before the meal, while Psalms 115 to 118 would be sung after the meal. Halal is derived from a Hebrew word meaning praise, and the name Egyptian Halal befits the thanksgiving and commemoration of the Israelites as God led them on a journey. This journey led them out of Egypt and into deliverance from their captivity and is all captured in the books of Exodus all the way through Deuteronomy. You should meditate on this story sometime. For now, as you read these Halal Psalms on your own, keep the journey of Moses and the Exodus in the back of your minds. At the same time, think about your own journey towards salvation and the deliverance from sin you have experienced when you came to Jesus. That being said, let's zoom in on Psalm 115. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Psalm 115.2 These were the taunts of the nations to the believers of that time. During that time, God's people suffered natural disasters and were crushed by their enemies. Why would God allow these things to happen to his people? How often do we still hear these taunts today? These taunts are founded on misconceptions about God's blessings that are still prevalent today. God's blessings are sometimes not what we think. If you take away anything from this series, I pray that you would know that God's answers to our prayers may not be what we had in mind. Christians still go through suffering. Christians will go through hardships. Christians are not guaranteed the easy life on earth where everything they desire is given to them. God's reasons are not our own, and He knows what we need more than we do. The Jews of that time cried out this prayer in Psalm 115, understanding the bigger picture and remembering that God's salvation sets us on a bigger journey. Non-believers doubted the existence of God and opposed those who were steadfast believers of this invisible God. There were no physical images of the Lord. Their understanding limited to only what they could see, but faith does not come from seeing. Jesus explains this to Thomas in John 20, 29. Jesus says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The Jews were instilled with the knowledge of God's miraculous power, and they commemorated their deliverance from Egypt in these Hallel Psalms. Their faith resting in God's promises, His enduring love and mercy. 
the fulfillment of their final deliverance by the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. The response to their taunts come in Psalm 115.3. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. A living and glorious God, the Lord who created it all and reigns over everything, is seated in his heavenly throne. He has no need to impress or submit to people of this world in search of a tangible sign. He does whatever pleases him. God's actions are for the fulfillment of his perfect planning and not to satisfy the whims of those whose hearts are hard against him. How difficult it is to resist the desire for God to fulfill our plans within our own time. But should we place our faith in ourselves limited by our own knowledge and power or on an eternal God whose knowledge and power knows no bounds? For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. 1 Corinthians 1.25 Psalm 115.3 says, But their idols are silver and gold, made by human hands. These idols were formed by people on earth, made by human hands. Such a contrast to the living God, sovereign over the entire universe, who is a creator and was not created by us. While our God sits on his throne in heaven, looking upon the world and all his creation, these idols are without life, merely objects of the human imagination. What power would these idols have except what was given to it? Therefore, they are in fact powerless. What imagined power do we give our idols? Do we place as high a priority on our quiet moments with the Lord as we do scheduling time in for our hobbies? Do we remember to run to the Lord with our anxiety or overwhelming tension at the end of the day? Or are we turning to Netflix or YouTube to banish our pain and wind down? Do we spend the day that God calls us to rest still working? These worldly things may seem subtle, but we can easily begin worshiping them and paying for them with our lives. We pursue things that cannot give us what God can. He is merciful and patient as he waits for us to know and pursue him who promises life. These idols mentioned in the Psalms were formed with the features of a living being, but were in no way alive. Contrast that with our God who is very much alive. The Hallel Psalms calls us to trust in the true and living God. They have mouths but cannot speak, Psalm 115.5. We have a God who speaks to us, Exodus 21-3. And God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me. Eyes but cannot see, Psalm 115.5. We have a God whose eyes are upon us. He watched over the Israelites in the wilderness, providing for their needs for 40 years. We can take comfort knowing our loving Heavenly Father is always with us and watching over us. In whatever season of our lives, through our joys and tribulations, we are not alone. They have ears but cannot hear, Psalm 115.6. God hears us today, just as he heard his people in Egypt, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groanings, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. Exodus 2, 23-25 We can cry out to the Lord through prayer, and he will hear us. Noses but cannot smell, Psalm 115, 6. Those who bring incense and sweet-smelling offerings to idols labor in vain. We have a God who receives our worship and praise. He is pleased by us. They have hands but cannot feel, 
Psalm 115.7 There is no power in the hands of the idols created by man. Yet with God's hands, the whole world was created. God stretched out his hands to us. He reached down to the lowly and provides for his people. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. Psalm 113.7 Feet that cannot walk. Psalm 115.7 We have a God who can take action. He watched and heard the cries of the Israelites, then delivered the people of Israel from their oppressors in Egypt. God knew the world's need for a savior, so he sent us Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. John 3.16-17 What powers do these idols hold? Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. Psalm 115.8 The spiritual nourishment you feed your soul becomes who you are. The idols that we worship in our lives are empty vessels. It can trick us into thinking we are filled and yet we are empty. Our nourishment can come from the living God who can and does feed us with the right things. There is a fullness of life that comes from following our one and true God. As Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Matthew 5, 6. Let us take a moment to ponder those idols in our lives. How have we worshiped those idols above God and why do we let them? Things without power in and of itself have power over us. These things cannot fulfill us as God would. He is sovereign and reigns over everything. He is alive and he takes an active role in our lives once we let him. This is why God challenges the Israelites to consistently remember that he is the Lord who brought them out of Egypt, out of slavery. God gave them a law, yes, but this law comes in the context of a journey. What is the journey that God has given you to remember? As you remember your own journey, let us give him thanks and praise that is deserving of our Heavenly Father. What prayers has he heard and acted upon? What needs has he seen that he has met? Finally, we can always return to the Word of God and recognize that our journey would not be the same if God did not send his most precious Son to save us. Jesus came for us to be with us and to sacrifice himself. Through his grace, we are saved. Let us meditate on the Hallel Psalms as a song of prayer and praise to God. Where is their God? were the taunts. He is always with us. His love endures forever. Our journey always ends in outright praise. Psalm 117, praise the Lord all nations. Extol him all peoples for great is his steadfast love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Worship Challenge What are some of the hidden idols in your life that are competing for your worship of God? Think about the desires of your heart that you are trying to satisfy when you go to those idols. What might it look like to trust in the Lord to meet those desires? What are some things about your journey that you can hold on to when you want to turn to these idols? Mm -hmm.